I thought I'd just kind of start out with this. Who's laughing? I like that. Somebody's laughing already. I love it. You know, every year at Christmas time, there's always uh, the same two big questions that come up. And uh, you know what they are, right? Every, every Christmas, every year, they always come up. First question is, what do you want for Christmas, you know? I love it around our house. We have these lists that all of our grandchildren have, have given us all their wish list of what they want for Christmas. I was reading through all of them. It's just, just absolutely awesome. So I'm, 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 I told Sharia, I'm going to get me a list out, and I'm going to tell her what I want for Christmas too. So, so, so there's always two main big things, same, two big questions that come up every year about this time for Christmas. The first one is, what do you want for Christmas? And the second one is, why are those Raiders losing again? Too, too soon? Too soon. I can see it, the resistance. I don't see any Raider fans here. I don't see no jersey. I don't see nothing. Just, just okay, okay. Too soon. Okay, I'll give, it, I'll, give, I'll give it some time. I'll give it a couple weeks. I'll back off of that just, 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 just a little bit. So, I have a real simple message this morning. Um, my message is I really just simply want to remind you what the real message of Christmas is all about. Um, the title of my message today is, um, Why Have a Nicky Christmas? And I might add to that when you don't really have to. I might, might add to that, why have a Nicky life when you don't have to? Um, Several years ago, I, I heard a minister connect two scriptures, two stories in the Bible, one in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament, and years and years ago. And that, that, that thought has impacted me year after year after year. In fact, it's something that I have never forgotten. And it's my prayer today. It's my hope today as I read these stories that it impacts your life the same way that it has impacted me. Why have a Nicky Christmas? The first story I want to read is in 1 Samuel chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, you can look there, look online. Um, in verse 19, it says, The wife of Phineas was about to give birth, and soon after she heard that the ark of God had been captured and that her husband and his father had died. After all of that, the Bible says her baby came. The birth was very hard and she was dying, but the women taking care of her said, don't be afraid, it's a boy. She didn't pay any attention to them. Notice what is said here in the, the verse 21. It says, instead, she kept thinking about losing her husband and her father-in-law. So she said, my son will be named Ichabod saying, the glory has departed from Israel. Ichabod means the glory of God has departed. It means the presence of God has departed. And she's named her son Ichabod, the glory of God has departed from Israel because the ark of God has been captured. The ark of God was the symbol of God's glory or God's presence in the Old Testament. Now I want to fast forward into the New Testament 
and read about another woman giving birth to a, a son in Matthew 1, verse 21 through verse 23. And it says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Come on, is anybody excited about that? Just, just to let you know here in church, we like a loud church. Online, we like a loud online church. Is anybody excited about the reason that Jesus came? It says, for he will save his people from their sins, in verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child. And bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated means God with us. Wow. What a contrast between two passages of Scripture. Um, you have one woman, because of her circumstances, naming her child Ichabod, meaning God's presence has departed. And then in the New Testament, we have another woman naming her child Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. Here's my question as we begin this, this journey today for you, for those online. What are you naming your future? What are you naming your future? It's interesting because we have this pregnant woman, Phineas, uh, the wife of Phineas. We have her. She's pregnant, and everything in her life, as we read in the text, is going wrong. Um, no doubt, as you read the whole story, and I'd encourage you to do it, um, this has got to be the worst day of her life. She first hears that the ark of God has been stolen and taken uh, by the enemy. Now, that might not be a, be a big deal to you, but in the old covenant, that was, that was huge because the ark represented the glory of God. It represented the presence of God uh, in the old covenant. It's where God dwelt. Uh, this was huge because the people that lived in that day, they knew that their survival was dependent upon the ark of God. Their success was dependent. Their, 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 their victories were, were, were dependent. Here, here today, their, their provision, it was dependent upon that ark of God. The, the blessings upon their life that they were experiencing was dependent upon the ark of God. And now that ark has been taken by their their enemies, which meant that they had no, no God, no, no presence, no God was not with them. And then after that, she hears, after that tragic news, she hears that her husband has died in a battle along with thousands of others. Uh, and then after that news, another servant comes in and tells her, uh, by the way, not only is your husband dead. Not only is his brother dead and thousands of others are dead, but your father-in-law, Eli, who's 98 years of old, he just heard the news about the ark and about the, his sons, and 
he fell off his rocking chair. Kind of sounds funny in the scripture if it wasn't so true. In fact, it's the only place I think that the Bible actually calls somebody a fat guy or a fat man. I know it's not politically correct, but it is biblically correct. I know you all want to be politically correct, but, but the Bible says he hears the news, he falls off his rocker, he breaks his neck, her father-in-law, and he actually dies. I mean, this is a bad day. <laughs> would anybody, come on, would anybody agree this is, this is, we lost the presence of God. God's not with us, right? She loses her husband. Thousands of others have been killed in battle. Now she hears her father-in-law is dead. I mean, this is a, a bad day, day. And now this tragic news has caused this, this pregnant woman to suddenly go in to labor. She's discouraged. She's overwhelmed. She is grieving. And then she gives birth to her, her child, her son. And the Bible says that she names that child Ichabod, meaning the glory of God or the presence of God has departed. And now catch this. What she is saying in her life is that God's presence is no longer a part of my life. God's help is no longer a part of my life. God's provision is no longer a part. It's been taken from me. It's been stolen from me. She is saying the hope is gone. The joy is gone. The good things, it's all gone. It's all over. There's no more good days in my future. And this woman has concluded because when they named people names, it meant something back then. It characterized something. It said something. It, it determined something. And now this woman has concluded that there's nothing else to live for. So she names her future, hear this, she names her future by her present circumstances. She's saying it's always going to be bad. There's no hope in my life. Life could never be good enough. And I'm going to stop right there because there's, there's an important point right here that you need to hear. Somebody needs to hear this. Maybe you're online and you need to hear this. But never name your future by your present painful circumstances. Come on, are you hearing me today? i got to say that one more time. Never, ever name your future by your present painful circumstances. Why? Because with God, things can always get better. Come on, somebody say that. It can always get better. I, I want to pause right there because I need that statement to go deep on the inside of your heart. Things can always get better. With God, things, you're going to hear that a lot here in the future. Oh, uh, you're not hearing me. I said, you're going to hear that a lot. Things can always get better. In fact, better than ever. Things can always get I don't care what you're going through, what you're facing, what you're up against. Things can all, with God, things can always. Somebody shout, things can always get better. What a horrible day for this, this woman. She names her child Ichabod. God has departed. The presence has departed. The glory has departed. Life is bad. And we contrast that with another pregnant woman named Mary. 
who's been instructed by the angel of the Lord that she's to name her baby not only Jesus, his name's Jesus, but the Bible says he'll also be called Emmanuel. God is with us. Emmanuel meaning God is with us. Jesus means Savior, but that's not his only name. He's also called Emmanuel. He's not only here to save, but he's here to be with you. The God incarnate, incarnate came, took on the, the form of humanity so that he could save humanity. Now, here's my point today. These two names represent two kinds of mindsets. They represent the, the kind of attitudes. They represent the kinds of beliefs that are in our world today. And I need to, you to hear me because, because I believe this is where the world is right now. These mindsets, these attitudes that these two names represent. And you're going to have to decide which attitude and which belief and which mindset you're going to take on in your life. It's going to be your choice, and you're going to have to choose. Am I going to be of an Ichabod attitude and an Ichabod mindset, or am I going to have an Emmanuel attitude, an Emmanuel mindset? An Ichabod mindset says God's presence has departed. God's not with us. An Ichabod mindset just says, give up. Don't have faith. Don't, don't have hope. Don't have any dreams. Don't believe that God is going to do anything good in our future. No, good, no great things are coming. Just, just go ahead and accept the life that you have. Just accept the icky, icky. Hello, icky. Just accept the icky life. I like some of the definitions of icky. It means unpleasant. It means miserable. It means bad. I thought this was interesting. One of the definitions of icky means a glob of gloom. Just, just go ahead and accept it. Just accept icky. Just accept Ichabod. It's, it's, it's your choice. Ichabod, Ichabod is always saying, I've, I've had setback after setback. I've had disappointment after disappointment. I've had heartache after heartache. And my future will be the same. Because life is going down, 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 down. It's all, all bad. An Ichabod spirit, an Ichabod attitude, an Ichabod belief is where the joy has departed. It's where the fun has departed. It's where the happiness has departed. Boy, did I just define most of the church. I'm determined to bring joy back to the church. I'm determined to bring fun back. You go and act like that at a football game and you come in here and hang your lip like he's not even alive. Come on, we need to bring the joy back into the church. Somebody shout, yes! I think an Ichabod spirit, an attitude, a belief has slipped in to the church, slipped into believers, church-going people. The joy has departed. The fun has departed. The happiness has departed. That's an Ichabod mindset. Or you can have an Emmanuel. I know this is simple mess. I, I know you're like, like, is that all? Yeah, this is all I got today. This is it. 
You might as well go ahead and enjoy it. It's what God has for you. Maybe, maybe God's trying to talk to us, huh? You can have an Ichabod attitude or mindset, or you can have an Emmanuel mindset or attitude, which is what the Christmas message is all about. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God is with us. You see, in life, you have to choose whether, whether Ichabod, God's glory, God's presence has departed, or Emmanuel, God is with us. Let me work on this just a little bit because I believe that God has given me an assignment that years to come, you're going to remember these two stories. You're going to remember this message. We all know in life it's, it's so easy to allow the Ichabod attitude to gradually take over your, your life. We live in a society that is screaming, Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod. By the way, never name your child Ichabod. Judas is probably not a good pick either. So many people, because of the struggle, have become so negative with such a non-victorious attitude. So, so many are just entrapped in a big glob of gloom. Everything is bad. Icky, icky, icky. Nothing is good as it used to be. Life is just one big burden. Now, you don't say it, but you sure act like it. You sure live like it. The news is screaming. Have you, have you watched the news lately? It's probably a good thing. Somebody said no. Is there any good news? I mean, I can't find it out there. It's all Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod. Get sick, prepare to be sick. You're sicker than ever. I mean, it's all Ichabod. It's, the worst is happening. The, the, the sky is falling. Isn't there like a nursery rhyme like that? The sky is falling. I think we think the sky is falling. It's just an acorn that hit your head. Come on. You didn't think I knew any nursery rhymes. The news is screaming, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Politics is screaming. Well, let's not go there, right? Oh, you don't want to go there, do you? This, this, this thing's almost destroyed the church in our nation. Church members can't even, can't even agree upon who's the Messiah. We don't know if it's Trump or Biden. I've come to tell you it's Jesus. I've come to tell you it's Jesus. I said, I've come to tell you it's Jesus. Oh, somebody ought to shout. Come on, it's getting better. I said, it's getting better. I'm here to run the Ichabod spirit out of the church, out of this city, out of this community. Politics is screaming, Ichabod. I won't even go there. For, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to stay away from it. Society is screaming, Ichabod. Economy is screaming. It's, it's worse. It's bad. Recession. Don't participate. I have a word for the church. Don't participate. You don't have to participate. You don't have to get involved. God always blesses people. God always prospers his people right in the middle of the mess. 
Yeah, but everybody's getting sick. Don't have to participate. Come on. You can believe. You can fight. You can resist. You live in a world. You're going to experience things, but you don't have to hug them and say, come on in here. You don't have to hug poverty and lack. You don't have to hug sickness and disease. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. Come on. You have a covenant of health and healing. You have a covenant of provision. You have a covenant of joy. You can stand up. I don't know. I don't know if you, you can handle me today. I was, I was telling me, my wife, I woke up. You know what I, I woke up? I woke up thinking about an old song in the 80s. Anybody ever remember, what was it, Twisted Sisters? I mean, something like that. Somebody. Remember that old song in the 80s, I'm not going to take it anymore? Come on, somebody. I think I want to do a series. I, I'm not going to take it anymore. The church ought to get an attitude. I'm not going to take it. In. I'm not taking poverty. I'm not taking sickness. I'm not taking sadness. I'm not taking discouragement. We're not taking it anymore. Come on, put that on. Somebody say that. Say, we're not taking it anymore. In fact, I got so stirred up. I thank God for the internet. I, I went on there and just started listening to, to some twisted sisters. Now, I do not recommend that. I couldn't remember the lyrics, but I sure remember playing it in my truck. I'm not going to tell. I felt, I felt a holy boldness come up on the inside of me. It says the church needs to have an attitude. We're not going to take it anymore. I said, we're not going to take it anymore. I said, we're not going to take it anymore. No, 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 no. What God has provided, we're going to embrace. We're going to believe for it. We're going to receive. The violence shall take it by force. Now, I can't give you all the lyrics. We're not going to take it. You remember that, Tom? You remember that? It's a pretty cool song, huh? So you haven't always been saved, right? We're not going to take it anymore. The song goes, we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. We've got the right to choose. Boy, they have a revelation. We've got the right. Oh, somebody ought to say, I got the right to choose. Come on. Never thought I'd use this in a sermon. And there ain't no way we'll lose it. This is our life. This is our song. We'll fight the powers that be. Just don't pick out. Listen, don't, but just don't pick on our destiny. I love that. Don't pick on my, I'm not going to take it. i got a God that's bigger than all that hell would throw at me. Don't you mess with my destiny. Don't you, I'm not taking it anymore. Uh-uh. As for me and my house, we will be healthy. We will be blessed. Come on, church. This is our finest hour. Somebody shout, I'm not taking it anymore. Man, I would like online. You get that in the chat. Or the chat room, we're not taking it anymore. We're not. If I knew you could sing it, I'd have you sing it, but I don't think you could sing it. So. <laughs> Society, let me get back to my message here. Society, are you still with me? How many of you are ready to quit right now? Just ready to go home? You're done? You want me to finish this message? Amen. One person, take your time. The rest of you said, hurry up. 
society is screaming Ichabod. So easy to get an Ichabod attitude when we look at our nation. So easy to conclude it's all bad. There's no hope. Um, I would encourage you for you to think that the society is evil and wicked and dark and dark, dark, dark. Go read your Bible. There are societies that were much, much worse, much, much darker. Why do I say that? Because there's hope. The Bible says as the world gets darker, the church gets brighter. Come on, it's not, it's, 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 it's not all bad. God is still working right here in our nation. So easy to get an Ichabod spirit with the church, right? Well, we do that, right? Church people do that. Yeah, ain't no move of God. Church, church just isn't what it used to be, and you got the, the complacency in the church. And it's like, if I feel like it, I'll come. If I don't feel like it, I won't. It's not a priority. We, we, got, we got this Ichabod spirit concerning, concerning the church. And plus, we all know just hypocrites go to the church, right? I mean, that's what they say, right? Don't, don't get quiet on me now. Have you ever heard, I, I ain't going to try, I don't believe in the church, it's just Ichabod, right? Because but just, just a bunch of hypocrites go to the church. Hmm. That's like saying a bunch of fat people go to the gym. Isn't that where fat people are supposed to go? Isn't that where hypocrites are supposed to go? Don't look at me. I know that's not politically correct. But I'm here to tell you it's biblically correct. Really? Really? Come on, really? Come on, really? Where are the hypocrites supposed to go? Come on, where are the messed up people supposed to go? That's why we're here today. That's why you should be here today, because we're all messed up. Every life that's in here or out there, there is a little hypocrisy somewhere in your life. And that's why we go to church, because we're all on a path of getting healed and delivered. Just picking on a few things. So easy to get an Ichabod spirit, attitude, mindset when we look at relationships. Ah, look what they did to me. Ah, it's bad. It's horrible. Nobody likes me. Oh, my marriage. Ichabod, Ichabod. I can't believe I married this person. It's bad. It's horrible. I used to love them, but now I hate them. Well, you've heard about those four stages. I've taught this years and years. I've taught this all, all, all my ministry, the four stages of, of marriage, right? Thank you. I'll tell you. Somebody wants to know. I was just waiting for that. You know, the first, first stage of marriage is just ideal, right? It's just an ideal. It's just an ideal thing, right? Man, you're just in love. It's ideal. But give it a couple months, it's going to become an ordeal. That's the second stage of marriage. It's, it's an ordeal. And then it goes from an ordeal to a, a raw deal. And then after the raw deal, you're looking for a new deal. I'm getting joy back in the church. I'm going to get fun back in the church. I'm going to get Emmanuel back. Come on. That's funny. I don't care who you are. So easy to get an Ichabod attitude when it comes to our physical bodies. 
I was looking in the mirror the other day. I go, oh, Jesus, the glory has departed. You know, getting older is kind of a funny thing, right? I don't know that I'm going to finish this message. I had a hair grown where hair should not grow. I mean, I mean, we've already went. We got a, we got a magnifying. We keep buying new ones all the time. They get stronger and bigger and stronger. I, I had a hair grow on the back of my ear. I had no idea it was there. How do you? I'm talking about on the flap right back there. I, how do you see that? And the thing was growing, growing, and growing. My barber must be as blind as I am because he'd never seen it. And all of a sudden in that magnifying, <laughs> magnifying mirror, like 20 times or whatever, I seen this, this hair that was over the top of my ear heading towards the eardrum in my head. And I got the tweezers out to, oh, Jesus, I'm talking about the Ichabod. And I went to pull that thing thinking it was coming out of the front of my ear, and it was connected way back to the back of my ear. The devil is a liar. Doesn't matter if you lift it, you tuck it, suck it, pull it up, pull it down. It's only a matter of time, and the glory will depart. I want you to listen to me now real seriously for the next few minutes. So I find a place to really give application to what I'm saying. Um, Because this is my message today. It's not a sermonette. It's something I need you to hear. We live in a society that is screaming Ichabod, but that's not the message of the church. That's not the message of Christmas. The message of the church, the message of Christmas is Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God is with us. It's not Ichabod. It's not, it's not all bad. It's not going to get worse. I'm here to tell you, Emmanuel, God is with us. I'm here to help celebration to understand our future and our destiny. Our message is Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God is with us. Listen to me. The last few years of your life might have been the most difficult years of your life. But regardless what you've been through, regardless what you have, have experienced in your, your life, I'm here to tell you the sun will shine again. Weeping, the Bible says, may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning. I have come to declare to you today in this moment that in our nation, Emmanuel is greater than Ichabod. I've come to declare that in our economy, Emmanuel is greater 
than Ichabod. I'm talking about the message of the church, the message of Christmas. I've come to declare today that in our churches, Emmanuel is greater than Ichabod. I've come to prophesy that in our relationships, Emmanuel is greater than Ichabod. I've come to declare to you today that in our tragedies, Emmanuel is greater than Ichabod. I've come to tell you today, I've come to tell somebody today that with Emmanuel, things can always get better. This is the message. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. You shall call his name. Not Ichabod. His name will be Emmanuel because he's going to be with you. This is the message of Christmas. The message is say you don't have to be alone. You don't have to try to figure out life all by yourself. The God of creation is with you. The God of miracles is with you. The God of deliverance is with you. I wish I could get some help. The God of breakthroughs is with you. The God of victory is with you. Can I declare it? The God of health and healing is with you. The God of blessings and favor is with you. The God who will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That God is with, is with you. He's with us. Emmanuel is greater than the Ichabod spirit. Emmanuel is greater than the doom and gloom. Emmanuel is, is greater than the icky life that the devil's trying to sell you. As I close today, I, I want to remind you about a story because this story, it communicates. We see this principle right here in this story in, in Judges chapter 6. Let me, let me just take the time. Give me five minutes. In Judges chapter 6, the Bible talks about a man by the name of Gideon. We, mo we know the story. Most of us know the story. Israel has been going through seven years of just tragedy, just devastation, seven years of heartbreak, seven years of loss, seven years of disappointment. It's just, it's just icky. It's just doom and gloom, hopeless situations all around them, much like some of you in this room today, some of you watching online. The Bible says that God shows up to a fearful, hurting individual by the name of Gideon who's hiding. He's struggling. He's feeling like life is against him. It's all bad. And in Judges chapter 6 and verse 12, God speaks to this man through an angel. And notice what he says to Gideon. And he's saying to you this morning. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. This is God speaking. God is saying it's not Ichabod. It's Emmanuel. Gideon, I'm, I'm with you. By the way, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. I, I, I had this thought as I was praying this morning that, that isn't it interesting that, that God sees you different than you see yourself? 
He doesn't see you as a loser. Come on. He, he doesn't see you the way you see yourself. He sees you as a mighty man. He sees you as a mighty woman. He sees you as a mighty individual. He sees greatness in your Oh, Gideon. And Gideon, is, later on in the text, he says, Oh, I'm the weakest of the weak. I'm the least of the least. Nothing good could ever happen in my life. But that's not the way God's seen him. God doesn't see you the way you see yourself. God sees you as a mighty woman of God. God sees you as a mighty child of God. God sees you as a mighty man of God. I wish you could get excited about the way God sees you. God says, I'm with you, Gideon. Verse 13 goes on to say, Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord, the Lord is with us. Why then has all this happened to us? I got, I got to share this so important to the message today. If you don't get this, you won't understand anything that I've said. Gideon is saying, Lord, if you're with us, then, then why did that happen? And why did that happen? Lord, if you're with us, then why did that thing mess up? Why did that business go under? Why did, why did we experience that loss? God, if you're with us and it should not have gone this way, Gideon's response is, if God is with us, then why is all this disaster? Why all this death? Why all this pain? God, if you're with me, then why can't I get the house paid off? Why can't I get my wife to act right? God, if you was with me, right? It's always the wife, right? It's a good place for the men to say amen. But because we got wimpy men here, we, I got to do it on my own. God, if you was with me, get my, my husband off his rear end. See, see, you get more response, right? See, you get more response when you start talking back. God, if you was with me, you would make my husband to treat me right, act right. Help me with the dishes, make the bed. Hmm? God, if you was with us, we wouldn't be going through the hell we've been going through. We wouldn't be going through the disappointment we've been going through. Has anybody, has anybody experienced anything in the last few years? God, God, if you're with us, then why all this stuff? Why all this pain? Why all this confusion? God, if you're with us, this is what I've come to tell you today. This is where the breakdown is in the church today, and I'm almost there, but this is key to understanding your future, understanding Emmanuel. God with you does not mean the absence of problems. Some of us think that if God is with us, everything would be easier. Tell that to Mary. We read her story. She gave birth to Jesus. We think it's a cute story, but to her, it wasn't easy. It wasn't cute. God was with her, but her life didn't get easier for her. She's just a teenage girl, probably in the, around the age of 15 years of age. She's a virgin, and now she's become pregnant with God, son? How do you explain that? You think that's a cute story, but she's got a, hello, and God did it. Yeah, sure, God did it, right, right. 
I mean, she's not looking to have a baby. She's wanting to plan a wedding. Can I just read what she said when the angel said God is with you? It says in Luke 1, 28, it says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Congratulations, favored lady. Actually, teenager. The Lord is with you. Wonderful. Life's going to be perfect. Can't wait to get the show on the road, right? Verse 29, confused and disturbed. One translation says she was troubled, and you would be too. Mary tried to think what the angel could even mean. God's with me. She's not planning on a baby. She wants a cute wedding. She's troubled by this whole thing. She's got to explain it to all of her girlfriends, all her, all her friends, all her mom and dad. She's got, she's got to explain it to Joseph. Can you imagine Joseph, his buddies, saying, hey, we noticed Mary's kind of got that baby bump going on now. You, you, you guys been kind of doing some stuff before the wedding, Joe? This, this isn't a cute Christmas story. This is trouble. Hello. Come on, stay with me. She has to explain to him. She has to explain to her friends. This isn't what it looks like, guys. God did this to me. Yeah, right. Sure, right? The Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then that nine-month pregnant Mary had to get on a donkey, ride for 90 miles in difficult terrain all the way to Bethlehem. But here's what we know. God was with her. When she had to explain that to her friends, God was with her. Hey, when she had to try to tell her parents, God was When she had to try to tell Joseph, Holy Spirit did this, God was with her. That 90-mile journey to Bethlehem. God is with her. She gets to Bethlehem. They can't find a hotel room. But guess what? God is with her. She goes into labor. It's a nasty, smelly barn, a cave. But guess what? God is with her. Come on, somebody. And then there's no place for the newborn child except the feeding trough. But God was, was with her. And then for the next two years of their life, her and Joseph had to run for their life trying to protect the baby Jesus. But here's what we know. God was with them. Mary is surrounded by turmoil, heartache, and pain, unrest. But God is with that's the message of the church. That's the message of Christmas. I don't know what hell you've been through the last couple of years, but I've come to declare to you, it's not Ichabod, it's Emmanuel. God is with you. And if God be for you and with you and in you, then who can be against you? Come on, somebody shout yes. We, we think that it's all going to be easy. Just, just, just get saved. The Bible says many are the affliction of the righteous. But it doesn't stop there. But because you are saved, God delivers you out of them all. The difference between us and the world is we don't get stuck in the problem. We go through the problem. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout Emmanuel. Somebody shout Emmanuel. Come on, your best days are ahead. Come on, it's going to get brighter and bright. Somebody help me preach. My best days are ahead. 
One last thought, and I'm, 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 I'm landing the plane. Gideon says, Lord, if you was with us, then why all this trouble? The Bible says, here's God's response. And the Lord said to him, surely I'll be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. You know what's interesting is when God, when Gideon said, God, if you're with us, then why all this pain? God never answers that question. He just looks at Gideon and he says, Gideon, I'm with you. Gideon, I'm with you. Hear it today. Rick, I'm with you. Beth, I'm with you. Charlie, I'm with you. Sarah, I'm with you. Liz, I'm with you. Antonio, I'm, I'm with you. You might feel like everything is against you, but all you need is to know one thing. You're not going to get the answers to all your problems and all your questions. All you need to know is one thing. God is with you. And if he's with you, it's all you need. I never understood this about Gideon until I connected with this revelation, this understanding. Gideon had concluded that God wasn't with him because of all his problems. So what happened is he took on the Ichabod spirit. You didn't hear me. Gideon concluded that God had departed. And when you conclude that God is no longer with you, then you take on an Ichabod attitude. Life is bad. There's nothing good ahead. It's just more trouble, more heartache. It's bad, 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 down, down, down. Nothing good is going to happen. And that's what was going on with Gideon because Gideon thought if all of this is going on, if all this mess is going on, then how in the world could God be with us? And God has to recorrect his theology. And he says, Gideon, I've been there the whole time. And once Gideon understood that God was with him in the midst of his trouble, in the midst of the nasty now and now, in the midst of the hell of his life, he then began to see the victory to overcome the trouble in his life. Why? Because it takes an Emmanuel mindset to get through the hell that is in front of you, to get through the journey that, oh, somebody ought to shout, somebody ought to think. It is knowing that God is with you that you then have faith. He's going to fix this marriage. He's going to fix these kids. He's going to fix my destiny. This, the ash pile, can't, we can't rise again. Once Gideon made the transition, he becomes the mighty man that God called him to be. As believers, we don't face our, our troubles with a Nicobot attitude. We face them and overcome them with an Emmanuel, God is with us attitude. Come to tell somebody today. We're not closing out this year. Hear it online. Here at church person, here at family of celebration, we're not closing out this year with the Nicobot spirit. No icky Christmas here. Come on, say that. Say no icky Christmas here. Say no icky life here. Come on, say it. no icky life here. It's not your future. Your future is not Ichabod. 
I prophesy to you today. It's Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God is with you. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, somebody. Come on, stand to your feet. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 